episode 614 for the week of january 15 2022 i'm christopher Vitier bringing you the week's news and some other bits and bobs about role-playing games in the video game hobby sphere yeah joining me video this game week, verse the video game verse the metaverse the the mm, no we can't say that anymore facebook owns it <laughs> well joining me for the first time in uh like a year on a stable connection, Kelly Ryan. Yes, stable internet. Finally. Also joining me, Josh Carpenter, um, being haunted by his little cat. (laughs) Busy fighting him off. So if I suddenly drop off, it'll be because the cat unplugged the computer from the wall. We're getting constant photos from Josh and our little private Discord of this cat, like hiding behind the monitor then being on a different spot behind the monitor, knocking stuff off the desk, showing up on the printer. This cat is about to pounce, and the RPG cast is his enemy. So, At least he's being stealthy. Mine just gives no There's nothing stealthy about that cat on the printer, Kelly. (laughs) I mean, he was being stealthy, but not Alice. Alice is behind me on the bookcase just wreaking havoc. Oh, what's she doing? What's she doing? Um, well, she knocked a couple of Pokemon off, and I think she's good, about ready to start moving on to books. And you just pick them back up, and then she's got her toy play space back and ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's trained you well. <laughs> oh, it, it's like you said, you know, don't uh, acknowledge and they'll stop. And that's just a patent lie. <laughs> she never stops. Well, you do acknowledge by putting it back up, I guess. I don't know how long you're supposed to wait. <laughs> Yeah, did you just leave it there forever? I, I, I might as it's well got a new for... place now, in the floor. It's got to yeah, be a cutoff. It, it, it's like Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill. There's there's no end. I need to read. I actually need to redo, redo this whole bookshelf thing. But I'm tired and lazy. And You could try. I... Here's a suggestion Arvet had. If you have like big surfaces you don't want them standing on, you get these little garden spike things that like keep critters out of your garden because they're like little they're little plastic mats that are just kind of like spiky so they don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable to try to walk on and you just lay them out on that surface problem is on a bookshelf i don't know that you have any place for those mats to go <laughs> see it sounds like you could just take like those welcome mats that have the little things at yeah, the bottom anything that the cat that won't hurt the cat but you know they don't want to walk on yeah. And then you leave it there long enough for them to be trained to not walk there is the idea. But who knows? So, something you... tells me that a lot of cats just deal with it. I, I think I've seen pictures of those kind of deterrents with the it's cat a... just laying on it. Yeah, I know, but those are the exceptions, Kelly. The thing that we uh... got to remember on the internet is every picture about cats doing something like, oh, you thought this was going to work, and now your cat's proven you wrong. Doesn't work for any cat. No, it didn't work for that cat. But. Yeah, that's true. Oh, um, what I actually need to do that I was looking into anyway is just get me a book- bookcase that has a glass door on the top half so I can just shut some of the stuff off because now she's discovered that if she jumps in a certain spot, she gets to my miniature shelves Kelly, and then wreaks havoc there. Last night, somebody got into their toy cabinet. I don't know how. <laughs> my cats are learning to open cabinets, I think, and this is bad. Because I have not had to deal with that with these cats or any cats in this house, and I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> for, for, a, for a brief moment in time this week, I thought that Jack was going to figure out how to open the microwave door because oh, I was microwaving tuna. <laughs> and I, I, I take the tuna out and I go to have my lunch, and then there's a cat in the in the kitchen meowing at me and then that summoned the rest of the cats and I look my husband in, in the eye and I'm like I think I made a mistake and he's like yeah you did because <laughs> um, they're all following me think that they're going to get teriyaki tuna mm. so I went and locked him in the bathroom for like 15 <laughs> minutes so that I could eat in peace you're supposed to lock yourself in the bathroom when you shame eat you're not supposed to lock everyone else in the bathroom when you shame eat. Actually, now that I think of it, it would have been a better idea to just go in the spare bedroom and eat. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> you go out in the car, lock it, lock the door, just enjoy your junk food. Yeah, it's not and, even junk food; it's just tuna. But... <laughs> and and then I made the mistake of throwing it in the way away in the trash by oh, my no. desk that's covered. Uh, but Jack, probably. when he wants something, knows how to open the trash can lid. Bad decisions were made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh no, yeah, bad decisions were made all around. Don't don't feel sorry for me. I I knew what I was getting into, and I was being an idiot. So I mean, I have to put a freeway on the trash so that Jack can't open the trash. So then he feels the need to try I'm to sorry. pull it down. I'm sorry, a freeway. Oh, a free, free weight. weight. Oh, okay. free weight. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, it's the same free weight that I have to use. To and then you look at Jack and you go, "Do you even lift, bro?" Yeah. Oh, uh, well, he can't lift, but face. he can sure pull pull it down far enough to get the free weight to fall off. Oh, goodness. Hopefully, not onto him. No, the, the trash can is wedged in a weird way All so right. that it can't fall, but. Yeah, it, it's a I meant the free weight, not the can. <laughs> oh. I don't want the free weight falling on him. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. I mean, I, I, I do this to myself. Don't feel sorry for me. Well, um, that's uh, that's uh, this week's cat behaviorist segment. So, fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to what we've been playing, first I will check in and let you know that I indeed did not finish all of the post-game Shadowbringers stuff. I am... Um, I've completed. How was logging in this week? Was logging it in, okay. Logging in was the same as it had been up until Thursday. Something happened on Thursday. My cues went from an average of seventeen hundred to thirty-four. Hmm. I don't know what changed. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if something happened Thursday and the entirety of the Final Fantasy fourteen community said we're done playing. <laughs> screw this game like d- did something bad come out i don't know what happened on thursday there was a patch on tuesday i don't know what happened on thursday so that's where i'm at last two days cues have literally been 34 <laughs> well good this is great for me got me worried about the game but i guess i shouldn't be too worried uh, there will always be cues in the future of final fantasy 14 right so mm-hmm well, until the game dies, I guess. Whatever. So, yeah, I was gonna say, but I was like, yeah, I have stable internet. I should boot up WoW. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the game sucks right now. I mean, I, I, I did boot it up and got on like a level fifteen character just to see what the ping was, just because yeah. I had to know. But yeah, um, WoW tokens are like uh, two hundred thousand gold right now. Wow. Which I thought they were supposed to go down when a game was in a lull. But I guess inflation. Well then. Alright. So uh that's so oh right. And then story content. I'm about to start the patch five point two story content, and that's where I'll leave that. And I've been leveling gathering for most of the week. This is why I didn't finish. I got into leveling my gathering because they made that a lot easier at some oh. point in the last couple of years. And so I'm doing that because I'm crazy and wanted to do something other than story quests. So, so that... what does, so what does a uh, leveling your gathering do for you? <laughs> I'll hey ask now. the dumb question. Hey, now everything's a job in final fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. So my miner has levels. My botanist has levels. My fisher has levels. I mean, well, my fishing job has levels. All these are jobs. So I'm leveling yeah. my mining job, my botany job, my fishing job. So that's what I mean by leveling my gather. And what does it do? It lets you go and gather high uh, stuff from the higher level zones, which oh, is relevant okay. to the, the higher level crafts and, and so forth. So all of this so that you can make yourself gear or make things for your free company slash guild or, you know, just try to make money though it sounds like crafting is not a big money maker right now in the game um and yeah so i don't know i've i've just wanted to play around with like the crafting gathering stuff and now that they made gathering real easy i was like okay maybe i can make an attempt on this get my gather leveled up and then start leveling the crafting jobs because yeah why not i go all in um, because it gives me that mindless gameplay I was looking for with 14 at first that I wasn't getting because I was getting sucked into these really good but involved story quests. And it's like, mm-hmm. I just want to do something a little less intensive some nights. So, 
I figured I'll I'll explore the gathering crafting game for a bit. So <clears throat> that's where I'm at. And uh I'm sure everyone's bored of it. So yeah, next. <laughs> well, speaking of boring, um I, I finished Astria Ascending and well, they put all their budget in that game on the graphics because boy, the story just went absolutely nowhere. Oh. And uh, it, it it's very disappointing when you have a game that, you know, you think it's the story's gonna be neat and interesting and it just lands with a thud status quo as usual. Um mm. f- feeling nothing for what happens and I just I, don't get me wrong, I the game the gameplay loop itself was fun with the turn based battles and the exploration and the dungeons and stuff, but if you're going to pick up Astria Ascending, do not expect a story that's going to blow your socks off because it's it's just there. Mm, that's disappointing. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I was having a very interesting bug playing through those last levels um, because <laughs> the, the volume kept going up after every battle. <laughs> and I think I'm going crazy because at one point I couldn't find my remote so i was trying to tell the lady in a can to turn up the tv because i have a, a smart enabled tv and i couldn't get it to work and of course i'd been having internet trouble before this so i'm like wait did the lady in the can have a delayed reaction with the tv and then realized no it's the end game volume that keeps creeping up so i kept turning the end game volume down and it kept creeping up and i had it down to one percent and out of curiosity i turned it back up and it like the main music track is just like this distorted mess because it's so loud but it's like loud past the point to where it's even comprehensible so you had to mute it on the tv because whenever you unmute it on the tv even at a low tv volume it was distorted yeah yeah so weird (laughs) Yeah, so I backed out of the ga- out of the game and then re- uh, booted it up back again, and then it th- it fixed it. So that was a weird bug. And just reading online that apparently the game on Game Pass pass is isn't patched and is completely unplayable. <laughs> just the Game Pass version? I think so. What? That's weird. Yeah. Um, I know PS4. Well, which and which version were you playing? Game Pass. PS. PS5. PS5, okay. Yeah. But it was still broken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of interesting bugs with with it, like the text not showing up in some spots. Who made and, this thing? Uh, some random indie studio. All right. I honestly don't know. It's a studio I've never heard of. Artisan Studios. Yeah. Publishers, Dear Villagers, Maple Whispering. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, get get oh. on patching, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I finished that game. And then the, the universe did not want me to play video games Thursday night. Because I, I had gotten... not play video games. I, I had gotten Scarlet Nexus for Christmas, and I popped the disc in, and the PlayStation says unreadable disc. And Uh-oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> and pull, pull the disc out, and it looks like it was burned. <laughs> and I don't know how my, my like in a gonna, fire or like no a fake like disc. a burned disc yeah oh. like a burned disc oh and she, I know she got it from Amazon because it was on my wish list but I don't know if she got it from a third party seller that like re shrink wrapped games or something I'm gonna have to call her and ask her so I have a new copy coming in today that um i'll have to see if i it's it's actually a legit copy but it was like okay well i was gearing up to play that and that's not happening so i looking at my game list and was like well i'll put up the witcher 3 because we've got a backtrack coming up on that in may and i just want to see how it is yeah i'm I'm not seeing looking like a burned pirated disc as one of the features of the special edition so (laughs) no no but um, put, put up The Witcher 3 and get through the kind of opening cutscenes and then get to where I'm controlling Geralt and then the game crashes. <laughs> just not, a, not your night. So you no. gave up and just watched The Witcher on Netflix instead? <laughs> I, I probably should have done that. I think I, I booted up again and played it for a little bit, but then uh, it was time for Critical Role and it's like, uh, yeah, right. I, I would have been just better off just taking a nap for the hour. Uh, 
in between my shower and um, critical role starting for as good as that did. Um, so I, I, I have that. That's a long way of saying I haven't gamed much this week. The only other thing I've played is uh, Picross, one of the weird Picross spinoffs. Um, which one? P- Picross, Lord of the Nazarick. It so, was based so what off, are you doing in this one? Um, you're just putting together pictures, and I guess they're reassembling memories for this overlord. Oh, this is the one Anna loves. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is the one where you're like a bad guy and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Weird. And I'm weird because I I went through and I finished all the color puzzles, and then I went through and I finished all the Mega Picross puzzles because I've played so much Picross at this point that I will do anything for a different challenge. So now I just have the regular Picross levels left to do, and then the clip Picross, which I hate, um, because it's all puzzles that are like differing sizes, but they're so samey, and you have to do like forty of them in a row to make a big picture. And to me, it, the, that Picross is just kind of repetitive and boring. Mm. Oh, um, I, I'm in one of those weird headspaces right now where I do not know what I want to play because. Um, the, the most recent game I'm playing that's, or I'm looking forward to that's coming out is uh, Pokemon Ar- Arceus in two weeks. Yeah, and we'll get to that later, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm I, I'm in a classic JRPG mood right now. I feel like so I might try to boot up something classic, but I haven't figured out what yet. Like a pixel remaster? Yeah, I mean. You talking about Final Fantasy V is getting me in that kind of mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I, I'm, I'm still not totally sold on iOS being the best way to play those pixel remasters, but mm-hmm. I am really enjoying Final Fantasy V. Um, I, I think adding the job system to that, the the active time battle system makes it so much more fun and interesting to play than my time with or the original and on four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm probably screwing myself over for later in the game. Cause I'm sure I should be like sticking to picking certain jobs and like min maxing on certain characters, but I'm just kind of like puttering around with different jobs, whatever seems fun and interesting at the time. I mean, so th- that game is flexible enough that that's really all you have to do is just pick your favorite job and go for it. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing though. I've been kind of like you know, playing around with the different ones because I want to try all the different mm-hmm. roles. But at least, you know, like, it, it's very quick to, like, level up the jobs to the first, like, couple of levels and kind of see what the heck they do. Yeah. And then yeah. if you decide, you know, like, eh, I'm not, I don't care about this one, you can dump out of it. And then you still have that, you still retain the ability to kind of use some of those abilities on other jobs. Mm-hmm. So... It, it, you know, it's not like it's completely lost time. And that game is no. certainly playing it. The, the the big plus of playing it on iOS, at least right now, is I can, even if I do run into a nasty boss and decide I figure out that I'm a little bit under leveled or I need to swap around, swap around my party uh, setup. Like I can spend some time grinding while, you know, watching some TV and it goes by much quicker. Mm-hmm. The only and really. I- oh, go ahead. No, I think like later on in the game, like before the point of dev return, you're there's like a couple of places that you could power level jobs and get really high up. So if you're worried about min maxing, they provide that opportunity later. Oh, that's good. But yeah, the whole point of that game is to just pick jobs and see what combinations you like and then later on, you know, take what you like and figure out how you can break the game. Blue Mage, I don't know if I've ever played a Final Fantasy game with Blue Mage, but Blue Mage is like really weird and fun where you're Mm -hmm. like collecting different enemies attacks and then using them back against them. It's Mm -hmm. a really neat job. I like that. (laughs) The only really bad thing about the controls on the iOS, like I said, using, you know, like you have two options on iOS on, I assume it's probably the same on uh, Android. You have the tap where you want to go on the screen or you have the, you know, the artificial D-pad on the screen. So you got those two options. The problem is, is like there were there have been a couple of uh, dungeons where there was one where you were like wandering around through. I don't know what it was like an air vent or some something like that. 
and the tap to move just would not work in those sections. Like you try tapping on where you wanted to go. It just wouldn't register that it would let you go there. I guess because there were like multiple levels at the same point and it just like wouldn't take it, you know, like there's uh, an air, you know, like you've got the screen that you're looking at. There's an air vent or something that goes over the, the, the lower level of the, uh, the, of the main floor level. And it just would not register the tap to go. So you'd have to swap over to the, uh, the virtual D-pad, which is not the greatest, but other, otherwise you could just use a, a controller, right? Uh, <laughs> if only, if only. Why? Why? I why don't, don't they? Know. Why? Did Capcom talk to them? Come on. <laughs> I don't have the foggiest clue what the deal is with not having any sort of controller support for it, because it would just be perfect if you could just play the thing with a darn controller. But. Oh well, it's it's totally playable on, <laughs> which is not what you want to be saying about your game. Like, oh yeah, you can play it. <laughs> it's just not ideal. It's one of those games. Like, either I I'm sure they will release this on consoles and it'll be on Switch, and that will be the preferred way to play it. Or when, whenever the uh, the Steam Deck comes out, that would be a perfect perfect game for the Steam Deck. But yeah, I'm just I could enjoying just... having the portable having it portably and having it being able to like, you know, do, do other things as well while I'm like sitting there grinding. I, I could just see some square dev being like, well, if you want to play it with a controller, you should just buy it on steam. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Let me just hold out for my steam deck <laughs> or buy my Aya pro, you know, out of curiosity, how did you, did you ever figure out what the deal was with Ferris before the reveal? No. Okay. You did. I was totally surprised. You were surprised. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it's been so funny you playing this game for the first time, and I keep having to bite my tongue into you every time I was like, oh, 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 I can't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> like every every time you bring up Gallop, I'm like, mm, there's no. not a lot of spoilers, but what few there are, I really should let you experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's weird to have spoilers for a 25 year old game. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Somehow I've managed. Yes, well, I mean, to be fair, you're playing the Black Sheep of the SNES trilogy, so not, not a lot a black of people sheep. played it. Black Sheep people are ashamed of. People aren't ashamed of FF5. Well, okay, the... Well, square least... was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, what's a better term? The, the least played of the trilogy for yeah. Americans. Yeah. I don't think there's a term for that, honestly. Uh, so, yeah. I forgot, have you played Final Fantasy VI? No, never played that okay. either. Next yeah, month. I'm really gonna. I'll really have to bite my tongue for that one. That one, has, <laughs> that one does have some spoilers. Yeah, yeah. that one I'm probably yeah. aware of some of the spoilers. Yeah, sure. It's just there's more meat to that story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, those have seeped into everything else and in, into more of the gaming culture than Five has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the okay. one thing I wish it had, like you know, after playing Fantasian a little bit mobily too, like Fantasian had this thing where you could bring up the map on its tap to move thing. You could instead just bring up the map and just be like, here, I want to move from one side of this map all the way to the other, and it would just do it automatically. <laughs> and it was it made it made that part of the tap to move functionality so much more uh, palatable mm-hmm. on mobile. And I wish this had it, too. I wish there was one where I could just bring up the map of the dungeon and just be like, yeah, I just want to go from one side of this floor to the other. Can we can we do that? <laughs> Instead of having to tap, 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 tap to the edge of the screen, tap, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that Fantasian did right, you know, in, in terms of the mobile version of it. But that one, that one did have controller support, but it was garbage. So <laughs> hopefully they fix that before they inevitably release it on console. Does the UI on the iOS look different than on the PC? Mm, looks pretty much the same to me. Okay. Didn't know if they gave it that weird Chrono Trigger looking AI. And you talking about uh, App, Apple Arcade, I saw that Google has their, they're just trying to do their own version of a $5 a month arcade. And there is nothing interesting on that. <laughs> or rather, nothing interesting that I don't have better versions of like Stardew Valley and Terraria. Yeah. <laughs> it's populated with stuff that's been out forever on other stuff. Yeah. Better. <laughs> so, 
um, I, I'm, I'm jealous of you Apple users. You get the good gaming experience. Well, I, I give them some credit for putting in some money into it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it, it's a good way to invigorate your mobile gaming. I just wish that Android had a similar thing, but I guess that's what I get for being in the Android environment. Yeah, well, you get you get a better selection of devices and yeah, and I, you know I can mod my stuff and ma- make my own uh, amiibo tags. So <laughs> I, I guess there's give and take. <sighs> so are we all ready to feedback? I think we are. Ooh. My we got people telling us what games they're looking forward to. So from Featherhoof, well, our question of the week, what are you looking forward to in 2022? From Featherhoof, question of the week, Mario plus Rabbids 2, Triangle Strategy, Sports Story, and Star Ocean 6 definitely rank high on the what I'm looking forward to in 2022 list. I can't wait to hear more about Final Fantasy 16, even though I don't own a PS5 to play it on. But the thing I'm looking forward to the most, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. New hub, new monsters, new areas to fight in. Oh, I'm so ready. That's a good list, and I don't think he has to worry about Final Fantasy 16 because he probably, I doubt that's coming out this year. Yeah. <laughs> probably got another year to find a, P- a PS5 to play it on. Maybe with any luck, they'll be easier I don't to know. Find. You'll be able to buy a PS4, though. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that news? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we understand the storage shortage, so we're making more PS4s. Oh, great. Thanks, guys. Well, maybe at least Sam will be able to replace hers now. Um, from Kroll, uh, question of the week, triangle strategy tops my list for the first half of the year. FFT is the best Final Fantasy, and I'm also looking forward to seeing more of Starfield. There's nothing quite like a really meaty WRPG, and it's coming to game pass, so I guess I'll get it without even trying. There you go. And then from Tracer 3, I am most excited for Trails from Zero. I ordered, the li- I ordered the limited edition yesterday. Ooh, new spoilers. Outside of that uh, one, there is Monarch, Atelier Sophie, and Star Ocean. Yeah, so um, I agree with those. Tracer 3 seems to have the most realistic list. I'm just going to say Crawl, the, the idea of Starfield coming out this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that in the FF16 bucket. I'm sorry. <laughs> It technically has a release date. For yeah, Chris. great. Uh huh. It's not. It's not just 2022. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> you, not a not game that you that you don't show gameplay footage from for a year before it comes out, and we haven't seen gameplay. Yeah, but we got that like CG trailer of the person landing the Starcraft. You know, like did we? Surely it'll be ready, right? Uh huh. We uh-huh. got a CG trailer for 16 as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> or was that all in that was all in engine, wasn't it? That was probably the point of that. Well, whatever. Okay. We'll see. It, I it, hope I'm wrong about all these. I would love to have good games to play by the end of the year. It'd be awesome to have Starfield also, and sixteen. I this have year. good yeah. games to play right now, so I'm not really complaining. So it uh sort of took me a second to realize that you were talking about Starfield as in the uh space elder scrolls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spelder Spelder Scroll? No. Elder Scrolls Wizardry. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I got it confused with that strategy dot super robot wars game that we talked about last week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the the giant mecha stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I've already forgot the name of. I'm sure Tam um, hasn't. <laughs> yeah, no. Um one second I need to clear my throat before we start the news. I still got a little bit of lingering sickness. Woo! Let's talk over her coughing, Josh. Woo! <laughs> no, I muted. Oh, I've, oh I've she had muted. Some oh, okay. <laughs> One more second. Oh. At least Kelly isn't dying this week. That's true. Oh, God. I, I will never underestimate being able to breathe through both nostrils again. <laughs> it is a true luxury. That That was awful last week. All right, so shall we start our news? Uh, beat me in. Beep, 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 beep. Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus receives extended gameplay introduction. Isn't this what you've been wanting the whole time, Chris? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> yes, 
but also <laughs> did you watch it? <laughs> uh, I watched it and a lot of people were comparing it to a off rails Pokemon Snap. Is that but a, you're not is taking that pictures? Thing? How is that a comparison to Snap? There's no camera. It's like I, Snap, you're... but you don't take pictures. You catch Pokemon and you run around and beat up other Pokemon. Well, so it's nothing like Snap whatsoever. <laughs> well, no, the, the Snap comparison, I assume, is that like you have to do certain things to actually get Pokemon to 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 get oh, Pokemon to okay. do certain things. Yeah, like that becomes part of it, which sounds like part of the reason Snap works is because it's on rails and it's streamlined, right? Like this is like, oh, hey, you can go anywhere and do anything, and it doesn't look like there's a whole lot to do in the stuff they're showing. <laughs> I, I, I know. I see like the loop here is go out. Some of it is catch some Pokemon. Some of it is complete some tasks, either uh, what you're talking about, make the Pokemon show up or whatever, or fulfill some mission requirements. And then there's going to be like some boss Pokemon in each area that are like real angry that you have to deal with and then probably catch because it's Pokemon, right? And then you'll get to go to a new area and do it again. And also there's crafting. And like that's it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Like I said on Discord last night, pe- people have been wanting Pokemon to change up the formula sure. for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. This is their attempt at it. If, if uh, you and- Kelly, this is not them changing up the formula of Pokemon. This is like... This is- no, but this is them trying something different. This is them taking the trappings of Pokemon, trying to build an open world game, and being shackled to those trappings so that they can't make a good open world game. Like I if mean, you were to take, wrong. I, you could put Pokemon in an open world game and do something cool if you weren't trying to shoehorn this battle system in and stuff. Like, what are you doing? Well, to be fair, doesn't Pokemon wouldn't Pokemon not really work in a three D open world game? I, I don't know because what of its Pokemon. It, it would a be a three D world game set in the Pokemon setting, not Pokemon itself. Is what oh, oh, I'm thinking. Oh. Would Pokemon in an open world game that would the battle system be the original Nino Kuni battle system? That oh, that wouldn't yeah. be good because that was bad, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> do something good, not do bad. something yeah. different than that. That's that's hey, fair. Hey, Maybe let's abandon this project. All right, let's just hey, make a good Pokemon wanna, game. <laughs> if you want to hear more about our opinions on Nino Kuni, uh, t- tune into the Backtrack RSS feed later this week. Um. Back to Pokemon. I just, I don't know how I feel because I want to give this game a fair shake. I want to see them, I want to see it be interesting. And you're right, Chris, there's a lot about it that doesn't sound interesting. But you're going to either boot it up or it's going to be amazing, or you're going to be bored to tears. Yeah. I I told Kelly this earlier, and I'm I'm worried because, like, the more I watch this, it feels. Like what's gonna happen? I think this is gonna turn into another White Knight, <laughs> where it's painfully <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> and it's like this could have been good, this could have been bad, and both of those those would be more interesting than what it is. <laughs> you, you think they just got too much money and and too you know they're too good at developers to make a bad game, so this just ends and up just being painfully aggressively mediocre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, we'll see. You, it, you they could, you if they have a it. bunch of stuff hidden with like really interesting exploration rewards, like things that happen that you keep running into that they're just not showing us in the trailers, that would be a way to be like, oh, okay, this is a different thing that we're talking about, and they just didn't want to spoil us. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't think so. What What I am hoping for is more um, region forms that they haven't announced. Hmm. that you'll get to discover what is this guy here this 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 yellow thing that they're fighting in the trailer uh sound down so i don't know what they're saying oh that looks like a alakazam it's not it's got axe hands (laughs) i i honestly is it it cleavor it's called cleaver it must be a unique for this game yeah so i I haven't seen them announce that. That's got to be a Scyther evolution. Yeah, I think you're right. The the combat just does not look good to me. 
Well, it's just Pokemon combat. It's just you initiate it by having to aim a ball at the thing, which feels annoying to me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, uh, <laughs> that aim yeah. of the ball to get into a fight, honestly, that's the number one thing I'm most worried about. Like, if I have to line that up every freaking time, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and that seems so petty. But th- those are the sorts of things that I look at. Like, if I'm going to play this game for many, many hours, <laughs> does this look like a fun loop? Or does it look like I have to keep in in interacting with something annoying? <laughs> and right now, I'm not seeing a fun loop. But I'm not convinced I'm seeing a bad loop. So I may pick this up just so I have the right to complain about it. <laughs> and like I said before the stream, if you end up loving the crap out of it, I'm going to laugh at you <laughs> that, that so won't be hard. funny, right? Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. you guys. Arceus is the best thing ever. <laughs> like, you guys no, I wanted it. to hate it. No, but you come over here and the Badoof says something cute and it's really fun. <laughs> Well, see, I was looking at this and I was like, hmm, is this a place to try uh, Pokemon? And this does not like look like a good no. entry point into Pokemon. No. It, it, uh, no. <laughs> if I'm going to try one, I, I, I think I need to try a try a original, you know, mainline one. I, oh, I yeah. Think if you, uh-huh. Yeah, if you was going to try a Pokemon, I think you'd be best to try um, Sun and Moon. Hmm. Because that did a lot of stuff well, different that made it interesting, and so it's how got do we, the how do we how do we how do we go on this? Do you do you do the ones before was Sun and uh, X and Y was before? So before X and Y was what black um, and white two, black and white, uh, so Diamond like, and Pearl, which there are remakes. So the black and whites would be the culmination of the traditional style, and then the, the yeah. Diamond and Pearl would be a remake in that style. Um, but it, it well. Actually, it has some of the new things. So, like, do you want the the last one the fan, hardcore fans think is good? You're looking at, like, a black and white or something like that. You want, like, the culmination of the modern stuff? Go straight into Sword and Shield. And if you want some weird combo of the two, <laughs> Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> I mean, I can't play any of them anymore that are pre-Universal Experience share. Right. And, and that's where I feel as well, but I don't know where Josh will land. <laughs> no, I would definitely want the universal experience. Oh, okay. The idea okay. of yeah. like right. having to having to actually balance and bring everyone, you know, bring other different people into the party. That sounds awful. Okay, then don't play yeah. any of the old ones. So, so yeah. sort, X and Y and later. <laughs> uh, the, the trouble is that X and Y kind of has a very sucky story. Oh, it's um, not bad. He finds a little fairy friend. Come it, on. The, the story is lacking in oh. X and Y. <laughs> Um, um, that's that's why I recommend Sun and Moon, or at, at the very least, Ultra Sun and Moon, because that has more features. Well, yeah, that's a good point. If you're gonna do that, do Ultra. I like um, Sword and Shield, but you know, it's it feels a little different. So basically, hmm. see which aesthetic you prefer between the Ultras. The oh well, actually, you probably want to play on Switch, so your options are Sword and Shield or Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Diamond and Pearl, um, the remake is pretty good. Yep. Either way, or um, let's I, go, <laughs> let's go, Pikachu. <laughs> if if he's not interested in Arceus, he's gonna hate. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- that having to huck that Pokeball in TV mode constantly is annoying. That that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um. Uh, and also, I was advocating for Sun and Moon because Sun and Moon has the best starter of all time, which is Linton. <laughs> no, because he turns into a pro wrestler. But he's cute. The bunny doesn't turn into a fighting type, and that's good. Well, Incineroar isn't a fighting type. He's dark. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. All right. He but learns he fight. Dark? He he learns fighting type moves, but they they dodge that bullet. All right. Uh so. Tell me about I, I, Rise of the Third Power, Kelly. Yeah, so like I said, I've been in a 16-bit mood, and this game kind of looks really interesting. Um, it's an SNES-inspired RPG, and um, loosely based on the political climate of 1930s Europe. And <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And I don't know, the, the, the characters in the trailer looked kind of interesting, and the aesthetic kind of looked interesting. And um, 
for our question of the week this week, I'm curious, do do people like 16-bit aesthetic RPGs or how did I put it in the question? I said, do you play RPGs that try to recapture a certain era, like 90s SNES or PlayStation era? Because um, because I feel like, well, one, I feel like people have a hard time getting that that look right, and mm-hmm. this game right here kind of nails it. And well, two, except for their character portraits during speech. Yeah. That's doesn't mesh. But other than that, yes, they've they've done a good job here of getting kind of that 16 to 32 bit era look. Mm-hmm. Sprite based. <laughs> but the, the, another game that we have on our news that looks interesting is uh, the um, Blacksmith of well, the Well, hold on. We didn't say game. when what when will Rise oh. of the Third Power come out and stuff. Like, and who's making uh, it? February 10th. <laughs> okay, for... February 10th, and it's from Dongan Entertainment. It's for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. It's only 20 mm-hmm. bucks, so that'd be yeah. easy to check out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it looks really neat and. I, like I said, I just I'm, I'm curious if, if people get that feeling or if they like the, those kind of RPGs because, um, boy, it's all just trying to come back fast for those. Well, well, someone obviously does, or otherwise Kimco wouldn't be in business. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that that blacksmith game is a Kimco game, and yet it looks kind of interesting. But we, oh, well, shall we haven't see. gotten to that. Yeah. Um. So Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, they're going to have a data center expansion. Yes, they are. Over the next the year Oceanic. and a half, it looks like. <laughs> it's gonna take a, it takes a while to do all this. So, I, okay. Is it just the Oceanic one? No, they're no. adding an Oceanic data center. So that's okay. And that's happening like this month. So in 10 days, that data center opens. And a day after that, you can start transferring in. Um, If you're like, and so all those people in like, the Oceania region, so like Australia, New Australian. Zealand, and stuff. Yeah, if they want to play with less lag and stuff, they're going to want to move to that data center. But moving to a data center is not a simple thing because, like, if you have housing and stuff on your current server, you're going to lose that when you move. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. And um, so moving is not simple for all players. So <sighs> anyway, so they're going to open that data center up, and then you can have be in worlds in that data center and then they're gonna you know that's a thing they're expanding other data centers looks like japan's getting bigger next so some capacity upgrades in july um then north america's getting some new a new data center in august and oh goodness europe europe's getting some in july and then a second phase next summer will be going up in europe with eight additional worlds like so all the details are in our story um, and then another thing going on here is they're about to do the thing where you can play cross logical data center. So if you're in the U S data center physically, I guess it's all in the same physical location or, or locale, which I didn't know that that seems weird to me. Um, if you're in that U S data center, the U S I guess every region has its own. So if you're in the U S one, you can go across to other logical data centers with this new feature that's coming out soon <laughs> i don't know when that comes out i just i just read this l- last night now i don't remember um see if the chat knows <laughs> okay well um the so that's all stuff going on the point is there's data center stuff happening they're trying to deal with adding lots of capacity so that people don't have giant queues and they they're pushing all the way into they have plans for doing a massive upgrade again around 7.0 release, which would be the next expansion. So they're already planning of expanding capacity before the next expansion. So they're taking it seriously in a way that I don't see other... I don't feel like WoW ever... Well, it doesn't matter what WoW does. So <laughs> they're they're doing... WoW is a, dead to us. They're doing a good... Well, not that. It's just... It, it's a different thing, and their servers work differently, and it, I feel it'd be a lot of pointless arguing to compare the two. So the, uh, this game seems to be doing a good job in my opinion of at least communicating to us about what they're trying to do and when it's happening. So there's that at least. And if you are in the Oceana region, um, you know, and you're on like a currently slow, heavy queued server, like, you know, 10 days, you should probably jump ship to the local data center and you'll have a much better experience. So there you go. Anyway, 
hopefully that's useful. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this backfires on them. If like their sales dip a bunch and they have all these extra capacity and then soon we're getting stories about how they're reducing worlds. That would suck. <laughs> I mean, I, I've watched a lot of dead MMO videos on yeah. YouTube. and That's how it works. And this is why they're so <laughs> reticent to expand for these bursts because um, you only need them for a short period of time. And so it's mm-hmm. a lot of money to lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And did, did we talk about digital sales returning? Yeah. It looks like they're coming back on the 25th, um, the same day as that Oceanic uh, Data Center opens up. So you know, people in Australia can buy the game who've been holding out for a local data center. So that makes sense. They are not resuming the free trial yet. Mm. So uh, (laughs) they're trying to be conservative as they can be while also allowing people to buy the game because they're opening a new data center and they kind of make sense. (laughs) And then they will consider re-suspending game sales again if they need to because the queue times get ridiculous. So, <laughs> oh, like, like I've said, it, it must be nice to have a successful MMO right now. Oh, and this has been your Final Fantasy XIV traffic report. <laughs> Chris Privetier, <laughs> Leviathan, signing off. Well, you, you even went for the helicopter noise. I'm yeah, proud. Thanks. Um, in other news, Expedition Rome announces its companions. Uh, I guess we're getting. S- Caesar, Julia, Bestia, Sinaros, and Why do I care and about I have, this? What is this game? I, have no I don't know idea. what this is. <laughs> like, what this, is this? Is the one I... that still looks more like a PC strategy game, really, than an RPG? What is this? But they, they, they claim there's like decisions and stuff, so we're we're covering it. Get off my RPG! Okay, it looks tactical. It's got tactical combat. There it's got go. some tactics in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So some Roman thing. We've got character portraits. Go check it out if you're interested in it. Um, I'm gonna wait for the review. This looks. Looks borderline, but it is tactical. So, all right, I, I shouldn't be mean. If you're excited, go check it out. Get some more details. <laughs> but what what we're actually excited about this week, we've Uh-oh. got a Trails from Zero Limited Edition announced. Woo! So, so what all is in this? What you get a physical physical copy of the game for a PS4 or Switch, a steel bookcase, a hardcover art book, a ten ten track soundtrack sample CD, a cloth poster, an acrylic stand, and a collector's box. So really, not, nothing about this uh, spoke to me. But Josh, I saw that you st- stimulated the NIS stores economy. Yeah, pretty much. Bought this. <laughs> well, well the, kind of the bigger news about that is that they put the stuff that. I would have assumed would have been in the special edition and made it, um, you know, made it optional. So they also have a little Lloyd plush that you can buy. That's also coming out in this fall. And they have quite interesting, quite, I haven't seen this before where they're making a thousand piece puzzle with all the characters on it that you can buy separately. So there's extra like separate tchotchkes you can buy and you don't have to buy the, uh, the collector's edition. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. If they would have put that Meiji plush separate, I would have not bought the three collector's edition because that's all I wanted. <laughs> so they got me. <laughs> but so, yeah, I've got my I got my Lloyd plush coming. The the thing that interested me about this is I, I thought that they were staggering the switch in the PS4 releases, but it looks like they're releasing at the same time. I Yeah, I mean, the, the, the switch version is already out, has been out in Japan for like a year now, so. I don't know that there's any necessarily any reason that they have to stagger them like they, so, you know, before it was NIS in Japan was actually making the the switch version. Mm-hmm. So that that was the reason for the delay. So this one, you know, like it, there's no particular reason that there will be any lar- large delay between the two versions. So I I had switched my pre-order over to the switch version because since this is based off of one of the PSP games, um, I kind of want to preserve that PSP feel. Yeah. Plus, plus I can't imagine that engines are going to be taxing like the uh, Cold Steel engine was. We hope not. <laughs> it shouldn't be. I don't uh, remember reading any any angry stuff on the internet when it came out in Japan, but, you know, who knows? Like, the Cold Steel engine shouldn't be that ta- too taxing for the Switch, but it turned out to be. I guess we'll see. Um, I hope I'm not going to eat these words later, but yeah, I'm, I'm hype. 
it's so good. It, it's it's it, it's just some of the best stuff in the ser- in the whole series. I love the Crossbell games. Uh, I cannot wait to play this because I I was even somewhat enjoying the janky P- PSP fan translated version before they announced this. <laughs> that it was like, well, if they're doing an official release, I don't want to continue with more jank because um, that version had what was very buggy and had soft locks. Yeah. So. That's frustrating Should I start with. playing Trails of Games with this game? Um, well, no. Okay. <laughs> this is a bridge between two different series. Hey, if, if you're a- asking yourself the same question, we just have released a Where to Start guide for the Trails series. That's mm-hmm. true. Where do I find that on the site? Features? Um, RPGamer.com? Yeah, but is like, it on where the carousel? It? it may not be. It was linked in this article. If you search where to start, that will bring up all the where to start features. It's in the if you want to navigate because I I like to love how to navigate to things. Features, special features. It's in that list. Mm-hmm. Or search. Oh, there there is a uh, there is a uh, thing under our features bar for where to start. There you go. That will take you to all of the where to start. Oh, where is that bar? I have to find that bar. Under features. Under features. Oh, oh, right. The one below what I just clicked on. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Look at that. Content. <laughs> oh, we've done five of these so far. Whew. Cool. And that that's all the main news. Now we've got a ton of uh release dates to talk about. Well, well oh, not boy. Ton. Oh we boy. Got some. <laughs> um got doors of insanity fully releasing this month what okay early access game yeah yeah which one was this i accidentally closed the news story a card game yeah yeah okay card game but Uh, animated combat all right neato we've got uh edge of eternity releasing on physical for europe and we'll launch on kickstarter that won't die Do I? I have a copy of this, don't I? Yeah, because I backed it or something. I think I don't know. This is one I never remember if I backed or not. Anyway, it looks pretty, but I didn't remember hearing anything good about it. Yeah, I think that was one Alex did a deep look on, yep. which oh, tells you that yep. he, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Shattered Tale of the Forgotten King console what release is announced. This, this is a Dark Souls. Uh, it's like. Yeah, some Dark Souls focus on exploration of boss fights. Yeah, it's a Dark, Dark Souls. Um, this is going to be... What was that? I just... Um, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch on quarter, in quarter one. So, there's that. We've got Blacksmith, Blacksmith of the Sand Kingdom physical release announced. Chem Color. This is your warning. Please proceed to your nearest eShop and purchase a decent game. This is a Chemco Alert. Chemco Alert. This game looks kind of interesting, though. I mean, Chemco as as Alert, chem- Kelly. As far as a Chemco <laughs> game goes. Yeah, do you not understand how this works? This is how they draw you in. So this is a physical release for a Chemco game that I guess you've already been able to get digitally. So you should be able to tell if this one's any good. Chris, Man. did you just try to Kimco shame me? <laughs> Kimco <Maybe>. alert. <laughs> um, we've got Eternal Radiance arriving on Switch and PlayStation. Kimco alert scared Eclipse away. <laughs> What's uh, Eternal Radiance? Is this a Tales a, game? No. This it's is an action RPG. Okay. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it released this week, so you can check that out. We've got Ocean's Heart coming to the Switch in February on February 10th, and this is a Zelda-like. Okay. Very hard 2D Zelda-like. Yeah. yeah. Like, difficult. I, I don't know about the difficulty. You I mean, said hard, going, very like, hard. So. Well, so, no, no, going very much after the Zelda oh. vibe. Oh, yeah, they are. Like, even to the point of like, oh, hey, I opened up a chest. Let me hold up the thing I just got out of it. Oh, you play mm-hmm. tennis. And then King Arthur and Knight's Tale has been pushed to March. Um, it was going to release in February, and now it's going to launch on March 29th. Which is different from that other, like, evil grail 
Yeah, yeah, game. we've got like it's two different... different King Arthur games coming out. <laughs> Didn't know that was a, a crowded space, but apparently. And yeah, that is all of the release dates. Now what's coming out next or this week? Okay. What is coming out this week? First off, on the Switch, we have Labyrinth Legend. Then we have on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, Nobody Saves the World. Then we have River River City Girls on the PS4, Empire of Ember on PC, Expeditions Rome on PC, and RPG, RP Golf Legends, that's a Kemco game, right? On PC, PS4, 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 PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. So this is a Kemco published, and it's a golf RPG. So even me, the the scion of Kemco alerting, would actually, I'm I'm tempted to get this one. (laughs) (laughs) Now I get the Kemco shame. Yeah, you can Kemco shame me. It's published. It's just published, so that might be that's okay, right? (laughs) And then we have some editorial stuff. Yep, uh, ba- um, Battle Brothers, reviewed by John Jansen. Uh, give it a three out of five. And then, um, what's this other thing about Rainbow Billy? Um, Rainbow Billy, Curse of the Leviathan. Uh, we get an interview this for the CEO of Manavoid Entertainment. So. That is a wild-looking game. Yeah. Extremely colorful. Like, aggressively I mean, colorful. Wow. Is this based off like a TV show or something? Uh, I don't think so, but it looks very Adventure Time to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. His head is stuck in a... I don't know what's going on here. Okay, cool. He's wearing something weird on his head. <laughs> that is very... that Wow. Just pastel and candy canes and... Oh, I'm hungry now. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm hungry too. <laughs> Is that the end of our show? I believe so. All right, so two things. First of all, our question of the week, Kelly, is Um, are you interested in RPGs that try to capture an era, i.e. sixteen bit, thirty-two bit? Okay. And what's are you gonna play this week, Kelly? I have no clue. No clue? <laughs> Maybe if my co- if my working copy of Scarlet Nexus gets here, I might boot that up. You you got to see if they're all like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, ever, didn't you say that everybody that's talked about that game on our site said that they liked it? Yeah, I think so. So, I, I've been wanting to boot that up, and it's kind of in between games at the moment. So, now's the perfect time. There you go. Okay. Josh, what are you playing? I think I'm going to try Nobody Saves the World. That's coming to Game Pass, so it's from Drinkbox. They're, they have a good pedigree, so yeah. give that a go. The Guacamelee game? Yeah. Um, I would what say you, I was Chris? I was going to... I would say I'd play that or RP Golf's Legends, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm only going to play 14 this week, and I don't feel ashamed of it at all. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's in the zeitgeist right now. Is it? And hey, if you can get in with a 30-person queue... Like, you keep doing that. Yeah, do it until I can anymore, right? Oh, oh, he's being cute. Sorry, I'm also filming for the Twitch stream. If you want to watch us live so you can see my cats be cute on camera, it's twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, you can see this cat be adorable. Oh, hi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she is very cute. I just heard a meow. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for you. So um, I think that's it, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. so every Short week you can catch up. You can catch us at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform of your choice. And uh, submit feedback and answers to that question of the week over at rpgamer.com. Find the show thread. Um, it's in the RPG cast section. And uh, we will catch you next week and talk about hopefully some more interesting news. <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll get a real release date for 16, maybe. Yeah. 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 I'm not okay. holding my breath. Yeah. Um March is gonna be an interesting month. There's a lot of stuff coming out then. All right. Oh, well, February is gonna be an interesting we'll, month. As we'll, we'll see you in March then. <laughs> yeah, February will be so two weeks will be interesting because we'll actually know about Arceus. So that's something. 
I'll let you guys take that bullet. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I, I pre-ordered it because I, I uh, wanted that Arceus plush. Oh, right. Yep. So, everyone go hug your Arceus plush, and we'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.